0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special Thursday episode of No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts, and uh, I have a special guest on the show today. His name is Dion of the Dose of Dion YouTube channel, and he is a huge Lions fan, huge Lions YouTuber. Um, I'm super glad he's on because... He knows the Lions better than I do, and apparently I know nothing about the Lions according to some of your comments, so we will be addressing those. Uh, Dion, how are you
1: doing today? Hey, in fairness, man, I, I'll get the same comments too, man, so I get it. Look, man, hey, don't no matter how long you do it, those still are going to happen. Hey, I, I'm. thank you for having me. I appreciate you kind of like being flexible with the scheduling here, man, so I'm just glad to be here. I'm excited for this.
0: We're just we're just happy to have you on. Um, if you are new to the channel, first of all, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. But uh, first thing we're going to talk about is just Donovan Peoples-Jones. That was the video people were mainly commenting on. Big trade that the Lions did. Uh, so we're going to talk about the concerns commenters had about Donovan Peoples-Jones first. So the first one was... Do you think Donovan Peoples-Jones is someone who struggles to get open? That was a concern some fans had.
1: Yeah, and I I think when I read that question, I think the concern comes back to the play style. That's the first thing that hits me because it makes sense, right? When when everybody thinks of kind of like a more physical, they think of the contested catches, that's what they see. They're thinking, okay, that guy probably don't get open. But I think what's so important to keep in mind with that is also where the NFL is at. Like I look at Donovan Peoples-Jones. And we'll talk about this. more. I look at him as a, as a type of piece for this Lions offense, that's what we've kind of had in the outside receivers is types of pieces. Now, he'll, he does more than that. But it's you have to bring a certain skill set that maybe we don't have. And I think that's what he brings. But when you talk about just getting open, the first thing I would say is, well, hold up. The league runs over 70% of the time zone coverage. So that's really the first step is that a majority of the league is playing zone coverage. So when we say get open. All right, can you get open in zone coverage as a first step. Now everybody has their own variation of how they do it. But I think what's so huge, and if you are a Lions fan, you know what this means for Ben Johnson in this offense. It's about timing. It's about his timing to set up to get guys open, whether that's zone or man. And to me, Ben Johnson even talked about how smart he was as a player. To me, that's where I say, yes, he can get open because of the timing that he plays with. And that's what comes back as so crucial within this offense. Now, purely being able to win one-on-one, there's routes that I like him in more than others, but there's also the same thing on our team. Like, I can – throw Jamison out there and say, hey, look, man, he can run by people off the line of scrimmage. And maybe I don't get that same threat from Peoples-Jones, but there's also routes that he's going to run where He's going to be more efficient than some of our other outside receivers. And to me, a lot of it comes back to having Marvin Jones Jr. initially and what Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to bring to the table. Then he left the team. And I think in certain ways he can bring some of that back that we don't currently have. So absolutely, I think he can get open. I'm not going to say he's like the man beater, but for the system, he can get open for, I think, the route tree that we're going to ask him
0: so you think he'll be more of a chippy kind of off the line player to get open, not just a, I'm going to run faster than you, like a Tyree Hill type player.
1: No, no, yeah, definitely not that. Now, I think that's in his game. I mean, there's there's, there's like, there's like, examples, right, where he can stack people and he can get on top. And I think some of his maybe just bad cornerback play at times, maybe not having help on top. But, you know, he's a vertical threat. And the Lions, you know, you go back to before the season started when they traded for Denzel Mims. They were looking for the height, weight, speed guy. Now, at that time, they didn't know Jamison was going to come back so soon, but they were looking to add that when they had Marvin, when Jamison was on the way, when Josh Rose was already here. So they were still looking for that piece. But, yeah, to me, I think, you look at his body type, it can kind of make you forget like how much, for example, with Cleveland, he's playing in the slot, how much movement he does pre-snap and how much is coming back to timing and being able to set up kind of those zone spots that he can sink himself into. So yeah, I don't see him as like a pure vertical threat, but the good thing is I don't think we completely need that. I think there's time and a place for it There's some matches for it, but that's not needing to be his specific role.
0: Okay, great. Moving on to a n- the next question. Uh, I, I laughed kind of re- reading this one just because of the wording. Oh, and I think fantastic. you said you enjoyed it too. Uh, this is an exact quote. Donovan Peoples Jones is a bum that will just be taking chances away from Jamison Williams. Do you agree with this statement? You know,
1: this one, this one, this one got me um, because I think we could go a whole bunch of ways with this. Like as we continue to talk about and add Jameson into this conversation, um, I don't, I'm not going to call like Jamison Williams that it obviously hasn't clicked to maybe the extent that we would have hoped to this point, but then, then flip it around and put it all like, hold up. Well, people's Jones is a bum because he'll take snaps from. I think, I think that's crazy because here's the biggest thing to me is it's kind of what I alluded to a little bit is there are certain routes that they'll both run. Right. But at the same time, they bring a different skill set, And I think, there was no game to me that made it more clear than the game before we made this trade. And that was the Baltimore Ravens. Now I think there's a lot of these areas the lions want Jamison to improve, but at the same time, when you watch that Baltimore game and you see the lions inability with some of the routes they were trying to hit when they were isolated one-on-one to the outside, you know, whether that's just working a deep curl route, which is something they've always had in their, in their playbook over the last couple of years on the third down, but some of the inefficiency we have at getting open at the top of the route, like that's an area where Donovan Peoples Jones brings something to the table that I don't think we really, have maybe to that level right now with what's currently out there i think he just brings a completely different skill set now he's going to take snaps from jamison naturally he's going to because he's going to be here but i also don't look at donovan peoples jones as some people do like i think you have to align what your expectations are i think this is a big move for the future beyond what just this year is i think when we see trades we're like hey what's he going to do tomorrow it's like wait a minute what could this mean i understand he's only under contract this year but i think if he shows that he can perform in spots that they want him to he's definitely aligned to get an extension because you could first off, just look at the receiving court. There's really nobody under contract next year outside of Antoine green, who's a rookie this year. And also Jamison Williams, no one's under contract out there. So as people's Jones isn't either, he's not going to be aligned for a big payday. I see him as a guy lines are going to look for certain situations. Like, can he come through in this moment? Can he bring that? Uh, can he bring that certain skill set to the table for us? And if he can come through in certain spots, we know he has great hands. I think they'll come back out of this offseason and say, like, hey, man, this guy would make a ton of sense to bring back. He's still young. We don't have all this injury history to deal with like a lot of times you do with free agents. To me, it's almost like a prove-it deal just through a trade. So I, I that's my thing. I think you'll see certain games where he's productive. He'll get three receptions, a couple big receptions. We'll say, that was great. Other games, he won't touch the football, I think. I think that, that'll be how it goes, and I think that's going to be fine because that's what we need from that position.
0: So am I correct in this that – the sixth-round pick you used on Donovan Peoples-Jones is the same pick you originally used on yep. Denzel Mims that didn't go through. You are. So yep. essentially you are getting – you are willing to spend that money on Denzel Mims, and I think mostly everyone would agree on Donovan Peoples-Jones being better than Denzel Mims. So you've already got an upgrade yep. there kind of on who you're giving the prove-it contract right. to, Right.
1: Yep, that's that's exactly how I look at it. Now, the only difference would be um, that in the initial Denzel Mims trade, like you said, that didn't go through, we would have gotten back a seventh round pick, but it was still the same sixth round pick. So, yeah, that's how I look at it as well, because that trade just did not happen. Again, you can look to body type, size, weight, you know, speed, those kind of things. You can say, okay, they still wanted that piece somewhere. And I think the Baltimore Ravens game was like, okay, we could use this. And then I just want to throw this point in there like, even beyond just what he does. Depth is crucial. And I think it's one of the first things that Dan Campbell said when they acquired him was like, we're one injury away because realistically we're all lions fans. We see it. If Josh Reynolds doesn't play in a game and you come down to a situation, it's like, Hey, we need a guy to go win on the outside. I mean, I think Jamison's going to be good for this team going forward, but it's just like it hasn't completely been there yet for some of those spots for us. So where do we lean? We lean with the rookie that hasn't really had any production this year. So you need that depth in a sense because now Marvin Jones Jr. doesn't give you that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why, to me, it's not really a much of a risk because I think he's in a really good spot to get re-signed this year, after this year, and it won't be very expensive.
0: Sweet. Well, I want to look at some of the context surrounding Donovan Peoples-Jones as well before we get into Donovan Peoples-Jones specifically. And this was another controversial statement that I don't remember if Chuss said it or if I said it, but people picked up on it. Okay. Last year, Jamison Williams was the Lions' first-round pick. He was the 12th overall pick. Um, I personally don't think that he has performed to what you guys were expecting, and there have been issues with suspensions and whatnot. Do you – like what you've seen from him has he produced what you've expected so far
1: no i think that's a, I think that's a clear no okay. <laughs> i mean i i and that's the thing like i I see the comments all the time. I would see it in the preseason. There's a lot of people that are not on the Jamison fan. And I always watch these games with my dad and he's always fired up every time. Cause Jamison will drop a pass and everybody's upset about it. And I'm, I, I still like, I'm like, no, Jamison's going to be fine. But even with that, like, there's no way you could look at his production and be like, man, it's been there. It hasn't been there. So to your point, the time that he's missed injury, And then also suspension this year, which wasn't expected. Even the games that he's played, the production hasn't been there. Now there's been opportunities for more, you know, even the game that he had his breakout game where he had the big shot play against Tampa, he still dropped the pass that one. We could really go through three games this year and point to drop passes. But I think for them, it's been one trying to figure out how they want to use him exactly to get him going within this offense. Like, you know, you go to that Raiders game, putting him in a slot, utilizing his speed, I think just putting him in different spots like that, but there's also times where you want to see Jambo, like come up with the football. I think there's going to be growth that still needs to take place there while you're also trying to break in, like what routes can we consistently run with him? But I think even when he's not getting the ball, you also have to separate, like, what is he doing on his route? Like, is he Mm -hmm. getting open and he gets open a lot, especially vertically. And you can see the presence there, even if it's not consistently hitting. So production wise, no, it hasn't been where you would expect or hope that it would be at this point. But I also I'm also not really worried as I, I think it's going to end up working out. And I think it's a necessary piece for this offense. And it's, I think most teams would want to have that piece on their offense, but no, to this point, it hasn't been there.
0: Okay. And again, just for all the commenters out there, I'm not crapping oh, yeah. on Jamis Williams, Jamison Williams. I don't think he's a terrible guy or anything like that. I'm just would like to see more. That's all. And it sounds like you are the same way. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So as far as the Lions' depth chart, which you talked about a little bit with Antoine Green and not having a ton of depth there, Amon Ra's spot is secured. Everyone knows Amon Ra St. Brown is going to probably be a Lion for a very long time, barring something very surprising. Other than him, how do you think this trade will affect the Lions' depth chart? Who do you think we'll see less of, more of, that type of thing?
1: Yeah, it's that's that's just that was an interesting one for me because it was kind of hard to find an exact answer to this. Um, when I when I see this offense, it's kind of what I touched on the beginning. I see specific receivers that can play specific roles. Now I think St. Brown goes out of that. I think St. Brown kind of can take on the role of he can do anything offensively. And that's, what's made him to your point. So secure. And it's why he's going to get a ton of money here soon, because he's been able to just like the chargers last week, you can put him on the outside and he'll go win there too. So his ability to just basically do everything for us and not have spots where you don't love him outside of maybe just long speed. That's why he is where he is. But I think the Donovan people's Joan thing is weird because I think a, a big part of me believes that there's just going to be certain games where he's more impactful than others. Like, I'll tell you this, if he was here and he was ready to go in that Baltimore game, I would guarantee he would have had a couple of receptions. At least he would have gotten targets in that game because we could have used that piece in certain spots on third down and 10, like who can come back to the ball in those spots. We could have used that. Absolutely. But then there's going to be other games where I, I don't think it's as necessary based on how they play defensively. So like when I look at Jamison Williams, he's got a real threat on this. He brings a real threat to the defense. Like his speed is insane. And it's when you watch like some of the routes and the way they'll play him, there was a play against Baltimore. I was going back watching it this morning where, I mean, the guy pressed him and he's gone. Like he's absolutely gone. We just didn't hit the pass. But to me, I think that's what it's going to be like. Josh Reynolds has developed to me into a, consistent winner on the outside which has been a little bit surprising like you knew there was something there and we added him and it was like oh there's a connection but he's been really good for us but even he there's spots that i like him more than others and he's a guy that the lions even more so this year they like to put him in a slot it's how they play things offensively it plays the golf strengths they still like to move him around a ton so for me people's jones because of all the movement we've seen at cleveland but tied along with his skill set again i just think it's a different piece and the lions clearly wanted to add this and the route tree that he can bring, specifically breaking middle of the field, maybe some of the comeback routes to back shoulder fades that we haven't thrown since we've lost Marvin Jones Jr. I think there's a specific role that he can step into. And, of course, he blocks, which all the receivers here basically block. So that's a good mm-hmm. good addition to it as well. But yeah, like I don't see Jamison like losing a majority of snaps just because Peoples Jones is here. They're, they're two different skill sets. Jamison has a real role, and he shouldn't lose snaps because he's here. But if the guy's not making catches – and it's third down at nine. It's like, hey, we need someone to just go make a catch. You might have to put that guy in to go make that play, and then later we can come back to it. But, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be a significant drop for anybody. I think he'll kind of work his way in every game a little bit.
0: Real quick, because you did mention the uh, injury, Was, is there any concern from you that that injury wasn't necessarily on the forefront during the trade or, like, the fans didn't know about it because he wasn't on the injury report? Did that bother you at all at any right. point?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. It was weird because, you know, Dan Campbell talked about it and, you know, obviously didn't halt the trade. So they felt like it was fine when they did the, They had the physical with him. They thought that he was fine. I don't know how to feel about it. I know for Lions fans, like it's something that they were very upset about, which, you know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we've made some smaller receiver trades in the past, but when you trade for a guy and then the injury, everybody's like, oh my goodness, the guy's already hurt. I don't think it's that big of a deal because we haven't really needed him since we've traded for him. If mean, we only played one game but like I think we're fine right now for sure like like we're in a spot where we're going to be okay but again I think it's as the season goes on we're seeing all these vets that we're now adding to the to the table it's like you want to have those as we're now in a different position that we've been which is a stretch run there's gonna be games where you're missing a piece and he's gonna have to step in then but right now I, I'm not too worried about it now if he's missing games that'd be a problem but I, I think he's gonna be out there soon
0: it's a it's a rib injury right is that yeah, it's injury. Uh, yeah, so that
1: yeah. I think it'll be out there soon. Not not like it was an
0: ACL or something. Um right. so you mentioned Cleveland, you mentioned his time in Cleveland. Obviously, that was who drafted Donovan Peoples Jones. From what I've seen, it looks like he lines up as the Z receiver a lot in Cleveland. Um, Amari Cooper was the X receiver. He was more of your speed guy or your physical guy. Uh, yep. Do you think this will change and Donovan Peoples Jones will become the more physical receiver in Detroit? Sounds like you kind of do.
1: Yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. This was a, this was a weird one because you know, every offense utilizes the Z and the X and the Y they use them all differently, you know, based on who the offense is. But I, and I think one thing that's unique about this offense is they are, they play so condensed offensively and they have so much motion utilized. And because Because Peoples-Jones did so much of that, like you touched on with Cleveland, like that's going to be an aspect they're going to want to use. You wouldn't think of Josh Reynolds as that piece, but he's been a lot of that piece this season. So I think it's interesting because I don't think he's like the – like when I look at uh, Amari Cooper, he's one of the best route runners, I think, out there for his size. He's a great runner, and he can get off the line of scrimmage really well. I don't know that's the biggest strength of Donovan Peoples-Jones, though I think it's improved in the NFL. I see him, though, bringing a lot of that physicality to your point because even if I go back to last year and I look at – who was playing that role for the Lions, right? There were a lot of times where DJ Chark would play that role heavily last season. And then this year, you know, St. Brown has kind of dialed back. He's been more, you know, he's been moving around a lot more. He's been playing a lot more in the slot. So finding that piece that consistently plays there for the Lions, he could absolutely plug into that role. But I think within our offense, because of all the, you know, all the things that we try to do between the numbers, I think there'll be spots where they like to win on the outside. There'll be spots where they think the physicality is very, very helpful for them and they'll want to keep Jamison williams clean off the line of scrimmage if possible but at the same time i just think because of all the movement it, it's i don't see him being like an every down like this is his role for the lions maybe it turns into that down the road but i don't think right away it's going to turn into that for them i i think i just don't think that's who he is right now but i think there'll be spots where he can open up other players like that
0: i mean it is definitely nice to have two guys that you can move around Amon Ra being the other one yeah like that and you don't know – the defense doesn't know what they're going to be doing on that play necessarily. I mean, Amon Rock right. can line up in the slot if he wants, and that that
1: opens yeah. up the playbook.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: yeah. So. yeah, I mean, he, he's he, to that point real quick, I'll mm-hmm. say this. St. Brown has this year – and this has been one of my favorite things about him is he's added and expanded so much of that versatility because in the past, I mean, he's looked at as one of the best slot receivers in football. But this year, those numbers have gotten really close. To the amount of times he's also, you know, aligning wide, like he's opened so much of that flexibility for them offensively. Which, in a sense, I think also opens up flexibility for everybody else as well because he's been able to add that element.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think this Lions offense is the most versatile and flexible offense I've seen in my 22 years of being alive. So, uh, all right, very. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'd be very excited if I was Sounds a Lions fan. Sounds pretty good. I, I guess I can't really say for sure the first, like, five years of my life,
1: but um... – <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll tell you this, man. The first season I remember was 2011. That's the o- I don't remember anything before 2011. The first thing I remember was 2011 as a Lions fan. So, yeah, the first, like, however many years before that, I don't remember a dang thing, man. Okay. I have to go back and watch Highlights
0: well you you remember enough to remember Calvin uh, Johnson's 2012 season which was the big one so that's that's the mm. important
1: part that's yeah that's fantastic yeah Calvin Johnson was awesome <laughs> hey speaking of the Bengals, by the way that game that I was telling you about that that touchdown that you know it was just a, he was like four guys on him like that one forever would be one of my favorite plays of all time. So, like, for you, I hate that it was against Bengals, even though y'all won that game. So, like, I mean, you still handle business in that game. But that was one of the coolest touchdowns ever. And because you're mm-hmm. a Bengals fan, I thought I had to throw that in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm repping Cincinnati. Still nervous about tonight's game. But uh, that's that's for another time. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on to specifics about Donovan Peoples-Jones. And some of this is just stuff that I've pulled from your video that I want to do get your thoughts on elaborate a bit more on Um, and I'll link that video down in the description so that people can go see it because it it is a good video Um, what have you seen from Donovan Peoples Jones that you liked and what did you hate Um, you did a whole like 30 minute long analysis of him so (laughs) I assume you watched quite a bit
1: yeah you know this let's see okay real quick side note: this is an issue that I have and I don't I don't know when this thing started, but now I end up doing this on players that we don't even add. Like I did a cornerback this week and I'm like six games in. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm doing all this and I know we're not going to add the guy, but I'm already in. So we're doing it. I don't know. The point is, and people's Jones is goofy because I already made a video. Like we made the move. I made the video and I came back. And I was like, I'm going to do another video. <laughs> um, It happened. So Yeah. I've seen a lot of people's Jones. I'm watching them again today for some reason, watching the same games again. Uh, No. What do I like about people's Jones? So, one of the things that I came in and this is why it was good I did a second video I came in and I was like man he looks kind of stiff you think of the body type again to the to my man's point it's like oh you can't get open but then when I watch him I'm like you know what he doesn't look like that when I watch more of him like I see a lot more fluidity within his game and I think what st- stands out to me the most and this was I think a lot of Michigan receivers bring this for whatever reason I thought Ronnie Bell brought this out it was my favorite my my favorite part of his game was the savvy that he brought as a route runner that was the biggest thing and to me it's like knowing your limitations understanding what you're good and you're not good at and for me it's like he's not the most sudden receiver, which is why the release can give him some issues. So I don't always love that aspect. I don't always love him running some of those level one underneath within five yards type of routes, unless it's hitting zone holes being created that way or running away from coverage. I don't think he has, he's got good long speed, but I don't think he's a burner. Right? So to me, what I like about him is what he's brought in terms of that set the way that he sets up at the top of routes, the way that he sits into zone coverage. And he really sets up those routes to discipline that he plays with. You see good head movement. Um, and at the same time, he doesn't really give a lot of tells, even when he's slowing down, he still doesn't give tells to when he's going to break. And I think for me, if we're just sliding over the JMO, like I think some of that stuff will continue to be added into his game to add more efficiency, but that's why I think he could be, Here's what I thought coming into the year. I was like, yo, Marvin Jones Jr. And I was trying to break it down. And I don't know if it worked out. But Marvin Jones Jr., I was like, yo, he's like that. He's that level two guy. You know, he's going to run the dig routes. He's going to attack the middle of the field. And then we didn't really see him much this season. But when I look at Peoples Jones, and I think back to just what I saw from Mims at training camp, I was like, those were the routes that he was running. That's where the Lions were trying to break him free. And I do think that Peoples Jones brings that element. His hands are also a big part. I mean, we could just sit there and say, that's something that you could easily point to and say, you can't have enough of that. You can't have enough of guys that catch the football really well. And Uh that's something that he does. So to me, the hands that he brings, secure hands, doesn't have many drops over his career, even going back to college, but tied along with his ability to track the football in the air. This is where, again, I think you see some hit-miss at times with Jameson. Not putting all them, sometimes it's just not a great throw. But I think this is where he excels. And to me, it's like, especially if getting the ball up early, his ability to find the football, adjust to the football, the body control on the sideline, the toe-tapping ability. You talk about the speed-out routes, the way that he can kind of work his footwork to make that happen like he has that savvy about him and also like a really good feel for the game and then he brings all the athletic traits but to me yeah that's been the biggest thing it's like the little things within his game that I didn't anticipate to like but he's added and then of course i'll save another point for a little bit later because i think we're going to talk about it but that's that's really what i like about him is just the little things
0: was there anything you like absolutely hated besides that you haven't changed your mind on
1: (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) absolutely (laughs) hated man I don't think there's anything that I absolutely hate within his game. I mean, again, he's to me, he's not very sudden. You know, he's not super twitchy. You watch him. You're not going to see maybe always consistent separation, specifically underneath. Um, and I think sometimes you can see that even on some of the deeper passes that he runs, we don't always get that consistent separation. And, again, I don't see him as a guy that's um, – when he's you're talking about running vertically – He can stack players, but sometimes to me, it feels like it's a little bit more like what was that coverage versus the ability to really threaten over top. And to me, he doesn't consistently separate on some of those deeper throws, but there's nothing that I backed up. Like this is a red flag within his game. I don't think he has red flags, especially if you lean into what he does. Well, and again, because of how the Lions play, I think a majority of the targets are going to come in a spot where he plays really well. I will say this quick little side thing though. And this could be just, I need to watch more. I, I might just need to watch more of the guy go back to earlier years. Um, I love the way he tracks football. I love the way that he toe taps the sideline, but it could be um, sometimes maybe not attacking the ball in the sense of taking it out of the air. I think there's a lot of occasions where I don't have an issue with his pass catching technique. I've seen a lot of guys that utilize their body. And as long as you do it well, it's fine, but it's more so there's times where I come back and I'm like, Ooh, I, I, maybe he could have went up and got that instead of trying mm-hmm. to track and hit the sideline and let that drop in the bucket. So that's the only little thing, right? We're thinking about a physical guy. And sometimes I don't always get that sense from him. And I think that's okay. I think his pass catching technique is Okay. I think he can, you know, scoop them off the turf. But to me that was one thing where I just didn't see a lot of those plays on the football. So that would be a one little thing I'd keep an eye on. Okay. Okay.
0: So that might change a little bit now that he's well, on the line. Is there lines. something that you hate? No, there's nothing I hate. Yeah. They, you know,
1: there will be hey, okay. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I'm saying
0: there are definitely Bengals players though, who, when I watch them, like, why yeah. can you not just do that? Like John Ross, John Ross drew, drove me crazy. Because everyone's like he's super fast. Oh, right. I'm like, that's great. He can run a mile in record time. Can't catch the ball though. Like, yep, that's a problem.
1: So that's a problem. It is a problem. And, and you get and that's and that's where you understand where the Jamison comments come from. Mm-hmm. Now I think the issue with Jamison is, I think a lot of it. And this will be something he'll have to figure out because he's not going to, to me, be ever the guy that eats up all the receptions. Not with golf at quarterback, not in this offense, but he should get more volume than he has. Because even with golf at Brandon Cooks, I mean, you're talking six receptions a game. There's not enough volume there for me right now to be super concerned. There's some tracking issues at times, but I could see why that comes up because we've seen a lot of speed guys where it hasn't connected in the NFL, where when all you talk about about a player is speed, you can run into issues and you don't want that to be the case. I don't think that will be the case with him, but uh, that is, I get it. I get it.
0: I think I think there's an advantage. you mentioned he likes or he's able to catch those low balls pretty easily. It seems like Goff likes to throw yeah. those low balls in those tight situations, so down it away. that's, that's a, absolutely true. That could be a down good situation yep. for uh Donovan People's Jones as well. but next that's question, this one is straight from your video. Uh, in your video, you, you talked about route running a lot. I think it's the longest chapter um in you have the little (laughs) breakout you mentioned it's not bad it's not bad don't worry I'm not this isn't like 60 minutes or something where I'm gonna come at you no (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you mentioned that he runs back into coverage a lot on his route running can you elaborate on what you meant by that
1: I said he runs back into coverage you said he like was that
0: He does really well at running his routes, but then he has a tendency to sometimes he's so disciplined to his route that he will run back into the defender.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Well, first off, the route running section, I mean, it has to be the longest. Okay, in a video format, it has to be the longest. I can have all the notes, but no one wants to hear me talk about the guy catching the ball for four. But I'll say this. uh, Yeah, no, I think that. Again, it kind of comes back to volume and feel. You know, there's kind of that point to it. I love the way that he's running his routes, which is probably why I spent so much time talking about it. But I think some of that comes back to kind of feel, right, in a sense. And I was even watching some games this morning where it's almost like sometimes maybe the depth doesn't hit properly, where you're watching him sink and break into routes, and it's like he maybe give him another yard there, push him a little bit further because the linebackers still sitting in his way a little bit. So there would be like a sense of that where – sometimes you kind of felt like maybe there wasn't a, a great grasp or feel for maybe where that hole was exactly, but you loved the way that he was setting it up. You understood what he was going for there. So to me, again, I think that's something that comes with timing, but I also think a lot of that can come back to what you're asking of the player, right? And again, that's what's up, It's been a step staple of Ben John's offense is so much of the timing. Um, and that's where they need players that are very smart. You see all the motion, you see all the communication pre-snap. He can hit those, check those boxes for you and still get the football. But, I also think that can come back to what are we asking of the player? Where are we asking him to sit down and uh, the timing within the offense? Like there was a play last week with Josh Reynolds, you know, it was the game winning play and you're seeing guys hide behind linebackers in the setup that they're putting in place. So to me, I think a lot of that can improve with that. A lot of that can improve with the offense that you're in and uh, really the detail that they ask of you rather than some of just the freedom of a vertical route.
0: Okay. And just,
1: just had a, see, that wasn't so hard. Hey, <laughs> no, no. Look, I, I, I didn't know where that question was going. I'm gonna be honest. You threw me off when you talk about the route running. I was like, okay, I know I said a lot in there, so I don't know where we're going with this. I was like, hold up, let me make sure I didn't say something crazy. Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I rock with that. Said right.
0: nothing too crazy. All right. Um, yeah. Now, onto the running game a little bit. So you guys have two great running backs, despite what people in fantasy football might think or be annoyed with. Uh, Mont yeah. David Montgomery has been fantastic. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is a guy I wanted the Bengals to get. You guys stole him from us, but uh,
1: I you want him at real quick. What? Where did you want him at in the draft? Where did you want him at in the draft? I wanted him pick at pick twenty
0: eight. Right? Pick twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was supposed to be a second okay. round pick.
1: Just curious. Yeah, I I, I yeah. know, and I and that was uh, that was a conversation. Was like, oh man, he could have went second round or things like that, but. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Well, no, teams were going to take him." So I was just interested. Yeah. No, like, oh, I really liked
0: sure. him, and I was okay with them taking him as a late first. I wanted either him, Sam Laporta, who you guys also took, or Michael Mayer. Oh, did. So, <laughs> okay, you took uh, two of the three. <laughs> Bengals took none of them. So uh, that's the Wait, way it goes. Who did
1: you guys take?
0: Miles Murphy. Uh,
1: the... Oh, okay, yeah, right. Has he done anything this year?
0: No. This is that's been my like. See, that's yeah but I all of our other all of our other draft picks have been fantastic. DJ yeah. Turner's okay, been awesome. Good. Yoshi's been awesome. Miles Murphy, our first DJ round Turner. pick has done nothing. Neg- nada. Yeah.
1: So uh yeah, that's you that. know, he might need a little time. That player might need a little bit of time. I mean, that's the optimism, right? Coming out of college like he might need a little bit of time here. <laughs> he's but, a great athlete. No, he's a great athlete. But but Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer was right there. I was like, we need a tight end. <laughs> And then, yeah, uh, I, I, a lot of people thought you were gonna take a tight end. There. And Samuel okay. Porta was there too,
0: still. And it's a whole
1: <laughs> side note. Um, position value. This position value.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Sometimes I question Duke Tobin. He proves me wrong most of the time. You know, but... I'm
1: trying to, I'm trying to help you out here. You seem uh, very upset about this. <laughs> I think you about... got to think position value, man. Come on now. Uh, Can't take a running back there. What are we doing? It's gotta be a pass rusher. I'd take
0: one before a defensive end, but uh anyway. <laughs> Lions running back. <laughs> Lion running backs have been awesome. Do you think Donovan Peoples Jones will help benefit in the run game? Do you think they'll help uh block more, help increase that even
1: more? This is the point the part where I was like, let me hold on, because yes. Um and the thing is, is, like, I don't think you really have an option. I think it's I think it's to that point. Like, you don't have a choice if you're going to be on the field to just not block. You can't do that. Like, everybody else is literally blocking. And I know it's usually something like when, you know, I would talk to these guys, we would go scout the college players, things like that. And it was like, okay, we, we grade it, but people, most GMs don't really care. But because of the way that everybody's kind of rallied to that this year, it's like, you have to be able to block and you have to at least give the effort. And we you know, they show the highlight plays of Jamison blocking people hate it. Like, Oh, he's blocking, but you have to block in this offense. And to what you said, really with that body type and really even this year, I mean, he kind of just became a blocker for Cleveland this year, Mm -hmm. all the alignments they do with that slot, they'll put him at tight end essentially on the play. And he's got to stand in and block. And I think that's a easy element to fit into this offense. So I think a lot of times you're talking players fitting, that'll be an easy asset that helps him at least find the field. For on those run uh, in running situations when they want him to block,
0: yeah, I, I think he is not going to have a ton of fantasy value for the reasons you mentioned. That there's going to be a lot of plug and play stuff, but I think he's going to be advantageous to Monty and Gibbs's uh, fantasy value because they're going to they've got an extra guy now basically on the field, an extra tight end. This is true. So yeah, um, and and
1: no, you. I would say the quick point to that because this was something I was thinking about. I think it was this question. You know, the Lions. They're one of the heaviest 12 personnel teams in football. But like we saw last week, they mixed it up. They go to go one tight end. But to that point, like if you mix it up like last week, right, and you're going only one tight end a lot of times, that's where he does play a very valuable part to your point because you are asking those guys to basically take on that role. Lions love to utilize their tight ends, which again is a reason where you could see like hit and miss getting on the field because they love putting two tight ends out there. But to what Ben Johnson said, a lot of times they want to lean into who's their 11 best. And I think when you go down that list, I don't know that he falls into that 11 best from what we've seen so far, but that is a real role for like last week when we're trying to change up what we're trying to put on the field personnel-wise because now we can play into that. So that's a good point.
0: And there might be, with Sam Laporta being used in the passing game as much as he is, there might be a yeah. way to get super fancy and, move, and switch them, put Donovan hmm. Peoples-Jones at tight end if it's not a strong pass rushing oh, yeah. team. And then have Laporta like go that. out as a receiver. That could be fun.
1: Get some little And that's and that's what it was, right? It was like last, I mean, you wanted Laporta so you know, like last week it was you can you could play with one tight end and put Laporta out there and act as a receiver, right? Mm-hmm. He can act as a receiver and there's not no issues with it. So now you can just get the defense to play that. So yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. Maybe there's something even deeper there with Diamond Peoples Jones. Play a little tight end. Maybe a little offensive mm-hmm. line. Sixth offensive lineman, DPJ. I'm not mad at that. We can change yeah. the depth chart right there now. There
0: we go. There we go. I think put, – put me in Detroit. I've got, I've got all the plans. There you go. <laughs> so, we mentioned that the Lions offense has been way better this year. Uh, in general, overall, it seemed they've been better but their red zone touchdown percentage is actually down this year. They're ranked 26th in red zone touchdown percentage this year at 48.39% of drives ending in a touchdown compared to last season, which was 66.18%. Do you think Donovan Peoples Jones can help increase that? Do you think he'll be a red zone threat?
1: Yeah, this is, this is an interesting one because I had to go back and listen Twitter offensive coordinator, because he was asked about this question, because this is a good question. The numbers are down, like you said, big time. And he he basically said that it wasn't something that's worried him because, you know, he has all these analytics guys coming to him, telling him that, you know, year to year, this thing is not stable. It's always unstable. These always fluctuate. So, and I think when you do look at it for us in the red zone, a lot of that percentage has dropped in in terms of one, way too many negatives. Or you can just point out like specific events. Every, every game has its own unique situation, you know, like Chargers where we don't punch it in. You run – you basically run three plays that you ran another time in a goal line formation uh, when you are down there inside the five that you punched it in on, but the other time you couldn't, and you just miss blocks really on consecutive plays there. So it's tough with that because there's a lot of variables. But Peoples-Jones, the impact I see is this, and I'm curious on this one, but I think a lot of our success over now the last two years I've seen when we've been able to specifically pass the ball into the end zone is we've really attacked the front line. Like – and this goes back to last week. St. Brown, he had a catch – from about 10 yards out, he caught nine yards. He couldn't get it into the end zone. A lot of times, that's where we score a touchdown. He'll get the ball in the end zone, and boom, you get off the field. But we, a lot of times, love to attack the front lines and utilize St. Brown. He's a big weapon under there, underneath. We kind of hit those spots. We get 10 yards out, try to get someone one-on-one. So not only maybe could he add a little bit of that, but I think more so, you know, on occasion, what he could add, because the Lions don't seem like an offense that loves to throw the fade in the go- on-goal line situations. I get it. Maybe Peoples Jones makes them want to try it a little bit. I don't know if he does, but if anything, maybe more of the back of the end zone, he opens up because like we saw with Josh Reynolds, we've had a lot of issues scoring on some of the zone looks that defenses give us when we get inside there. And I think for Josh Reynolds, like we'll see us try to utilize him to get between the safeties and kind of pop it up in the back of the end zone. It hasn't hit. So his ability kind of like Chark last year to maybe, Run, uh, run the back of the end zone, right? Run away from coverage, strong hands, and then kind of pluck it out of the air. Chark gave us a couple of those occasionally when they would man up, or maybe use some of that size to attack the middle of the field on, again, some of those creative routes a little bit better, just a better body type that maybe we feel like Josh Reynolds brings and can test the situation. So that's really, what I'm looking at, there might be spots where he gets us a little bit more opened up in the back of the end zone, but I don't know that it, it's like a, you know, something that every time we get down there, he's the guy that's going to mm-hmm. get the ball. He's going to get the fade started. We just haven't really seen that.
0: Would you be open to, or do you think this is a possibility that Donovan Peoples Jones, because once you get down to the red zone, once you're on that goal line, like you mentioned, you're limited in space. The defense is in your face. Um, You mentioned that you tend to favor the front half of the end zone with amon Ra went to get your touchdowns. Uh, Obviously running it in is another easy way with David and uh, Jameer, like we just talked about, but Right. do you think he could open up that back middle of the end zone by being that big guy who you can absolutely. put on a slant route and go up for the contested catch, like a T. Higgins type guy?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That I, I should have made that point, point better. So this is like – and it doesn't show up as much, like, right, once you get inside, like, the three. Most teams don't go zone there. It doesn't make any sense. But when you're, like, ten yards out, five to – 10 to 15 yards out, like what Green Bay gave us problems with, our inability to punch it in. Teams will sit back in zone. They'll give you that cover to look uh, in the red zone. And being able to split the safeties is something that we attempt to do, and we would attempt it with Josh Runs a lot of times. Sometimes we didn't throw it. Other times, like Baltimore, we didn't complete the pass. That's where I think, you know, like I said, like Peoples-Jones, I think that, to what your point was, that's exactly where I think that middle part of the end zone could get attacked. And I will say this uh, one little thing we'd haven't thrown a lot of fades over the years, but with Quintez Cephas back when he was a lion, he was a guy we would be willing to throw those two. So maybe Mm -hmm. if they feel like we got something similar there, we'd be willing to open that up a little bit. If we got a one-on-one, I just know Cephas was really the only guy that we've tried that with. So I'll be curious to see if they tried with him, but yeah, I agree. That's where I think it would happen. The middle, back middle of the end zone and then man just kind of running behind, you know, running behind all the linebackers and making someone chase him.
0: Sweet. Well, that was final question I had. However, Jonathan, for the long-term listeners of the show, he is a first-year football fan. We call him the rookie. Um, in the offseason, he asked me, he said, what team should I root for? I don't want to root for any other team people are already rooting for on the show. And I, he gave me a few, and I said, root for the Lions, because I've always liked the Lions. I like Dan Campbell. I was like, you're not going to be a bandwagon fan. He, you guys got really good. He might be a bandwagon <laughs> fan now. I don't know. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect you guys to go off this uh, heavily. I thought maybe win the North and that, but now you're running for the first seed in the NFC. So, well, he had a few questions, and he, he wants to better understand the Lions fandom um, and what it's like to be a football fan. So his first question is, what made you a Lions fan?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it was not It was a little different. My dad made me a Lions fan, and it's a boring answer, but it, it's the true answer. I, I was telling you before I jumped on here, like, you know, he would try to kind of get me to switch because we were struggling big time, but I, ne- I never could fully, like, actually do it. Um, so he made me a Lions fan. We've always watched the Lions games, and I would say his story behind it is kind of, like, not as cool. So, I, you know, he said he had a sticker on one of his desks that was a Lions logo, so he just started rooting for the Lions. I guess that's how it goes, right? You just have like little things like that. So you start rooting for him and that's how he became it. So I just became it through him and uh Hey, I'm glad it's going well right now. <laughs> now. So, <laughs> you know, you pick the right time to join, baby. This is a good time. We'll call you a bandwagon. We won't call you a bandwagon. You're good. You stay here.
0: Okay, Jonathan, if you're listening, you've got the clear from Dion. You're not a bandwagon. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. What is,
0: and you kind of mentioned this with the Bengals three corners that they had on Calvin Johnson. But what is the most memorable moment you have as a Lions fan? Is it that, or is there another one?
1: No, no, it's, it's definitely the Stafford fake spike. And it, and it's, I, if you don't know what I'm talking about, anybody that's listening, uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about against the Dallas Cowboys. This was like, this was like back when like the iPad, iPod was like this big for some, I don't even know what it was, but the iPod, there was like an iPod that was that big. And for some reason, I was, like, able to download that game, like, after it happened. And I would watch that game over and over just for that last drive. Like, that – I can remember my ac- reaction just, like I, – I just jumped up in the air. Like, I jumped on it. And it was, it was so cool because I can just remember, like, the lead-up to it, right? Like, Dallas scores. And I can remember the commentators talking because we had no timeouts. And they were just speaking, like, uh, oh, man, the game's over. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be a tough one. Cause both teams where they were at in the standings, like this is going to be a tough one to deal with when they go back, you know, to Detroit. And then that happens. And that was iconic. You know, they all have the mic'd up moments of it, but that was the, the coolest final drive ever. There's been a lot of good ones. There's been a lot of bad too, but that one, that one's always at always top shelf for me.
0: He was much more successful than Bailey Zappi was when he tried it against the Colts. If, <laughs> if you don't know what he's talking about, if I don't know if you saw that Colts Patriots game, but oh yes i did the, oh yes i did yeah the spike yeah that whole drive was just i didn't know what was going on
1: <sighs> put the back <laughs> in for that i love time. bailey zappy oh, okay.
0: like he's almost <laughs> become a meme on the show at this point so i'm like i don't hate him going in
1: but all then they did that and i was like well there you <laughs> oh man yeah, I was not expecting. That. <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> him to throw it. Like, oh, I, I thought, yo, I thought something went wrong. I was like, that couldn't have been a design when he kept the football. I was like, man, man I thought he forgot to spike it. I truly forgot he forgot to spike the ball, and he's like, let me throw it at the ground, and then he threw it. My, like, oh no, <laughs> that's awful, man. That's that's bad. It was not that good. You're right.
0: And then in in his like post game conference, he said something like, "I didn't, I like didn't <laughs> register the play in my head." and I, like, didn't know what was going on, and so it was just, like, even worse. But, hey, he might be the starter in New England now. So, have fun, Patriots fans. There you go. Final question from Jonathan. Uh, What is your biggest tip for getting into Lions football?
1: My biggest tip? Like, as a fan? Yeah, as a fan. Or surviving Lions football to this point. Man, I – and this has been—it's uh, been kind of a change for me, you know. I think as I've gotten older, continuing to watch them, it's like I just like really just enjoy it because. And as—and you could say this about every NFL game, but like even as bad as the losses in the moment, like it's bad, right? It ruins your whole week and. It hasn't been – for whatever reason, for me, it's actually helped me out doing the YouTube stuff specifically because I go back and I re-watch and I'm taking notes. And I think you can kind of get a – when you can get a better sense of maybe why they lost, even if you don't know everything that's going on, if you can just get a better sense because I don't know everything that's going on of why they lost or or why they won, it makes it a lot easier and it helps you project like, okay, this is probably what's going to be an issue. That way – because when things start flying at you and you're just not expecting it, like, man, why is this guy getting cooked on the offensive line? So, hold up, that guy's a problem. When you're more prepared, I think it helps. But outside of that, just as a Lions fan, like, truly, it's just honestly enjoy the ride, man. Like, it's great right now, so it's easy to say that. But honestly, like, even the loss and stuff, like, the football season is so short. And I think you could do this as any football fan. It's, like, really four months, and it's a long break. The draft is great, but it's a long break, and it seems like in the moment nobody can lose during the draft. So – just like take it man if you lose you lose but it's still fun just know there's another one coming up man and and you got to be willing to like take it because things can go bad very fast but at the same time my always thing was and i don't know why this is i think it's because my dad is like extremely pessimistic i'm like ridiculously optimistic and i don't know why but like i always think things are going to end up well and he was joking about this yesterday because he was like, oh, your son's got to be, you know, because he was talking to his friends. He's like, oh, your son's probably like, really happy because they're seven and two because they know I do the YouTube stuff. And he was telling him, like, no, he's like this even when they lose. And for some reason, I'm just always optimistic that it's going to work out. So maybe if you can like fall in line there, for me, it works out. I'm just, I don't know. I'm always positive about what's going on. So even if it's bad, you still kind of enjoy it. And like, hey, there's, something, there's something good on the other side. And I'll say this last point. I know I'm talking a lot here, but I want to make one more point. Mm-hmm. I didn't get, you know, like I haven't seen as much football as some long-term like guys have been fans for 60 years. So I understand like why like man, I'm just tired of losing. And for me I haven't seen as much of that, but at the same time, I think in a way it's also kind of great that we haven't like won a Super Bowl or been to a Super Bowl because when it happens, it's going to be something that you could be like, man, we were a part of that moment. So, you know, just look at that like we could be a part of a moment that's never happened in Lions history. So I think that's that's something that's exciting to look at because right now we're in a position to start rewriting what the Lions have done since the super bowl era started.
0: I tell you what, it was a magical ride in 2021 when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Everyone every oh. playoff game my friends are like they're going to lose this one. They're going to that Titans game. Yeah. Everyone was rooting for the Titans. <laughs> right, right. Cuz no one wanted me to have my moment. And they're like Josh, he's been sacked yeah. 9 times, you're going to lose. They ended up winning, they ended up beating the Chiefs, ended up going to the Super Bowl. Um, and then the dang Logan Wilson holding call, Aaron Donald was offsides oh, with Samaj oh, Jamar Chase is wide open. After that game, I just, we're streaming it. And I was just staring at the final score on the TV, like for an hour and a half, because I couldn't believe what I had just witnessed. Because I saw Jamar, I saw Aaron Donald, I was like, there had to have been a penalty. Like, for some reason, yeah, my head, like, I was like, they're going to come back on. Like an hour later, and say, "Actually, never mind. Uh, Let's rerun that." Yeah, yeah. And my roommate came down. He's like, "Josh, you have to go to bed. It's it's one in the morning." I was like, "I can't believe it." (laughs) Like, so, what was that
1: like though? What was that two week buildup like though? Oh, it was magical. That's what I'm saying. It's oh my god, you go
0: you go through this like magical. Like I cannot believe that this is happening. Joe Burrow second year. Um, this team no one expected it, and no then to have it all come crashing down all of a sudden it was just like it was bad so i hope when the lions go to the super bowl that they win it as long as they're not playing against the Bengals, because (laughs) there is there are very few things i think could rival that 2021 run that the Bengals went Mm. to the super bowl and give me the same dopamine rush as that yeah and uh
1: I get that. I mean, I don't get it, but I do get it. And man, and I, and that's and that's how it goes. Though, right? It's like it usually feels that way. There's always they get the when the Patriots, you know, were the Patriots. It, you kind of knew that they were gonna have a shot, but it feels like a lot of times outside of that, it's always like, man, it's like the team that you know is good, but maybe you don't think they're that. And mm-hmm. then they just do it, and they just find a way to get it rolling. And that's what the Bengals felt like. Like it's like they're a good team, but they're not that team. And then they do it, and I, and that's why it's like, hey, man. You should always be optimistic because you you just got to get in there. You just have to get in. That's it. Because it never feels like it's always that top team. I mean, a lot of times it probably is. But, man, you see examples like Cincinnati, and it's just like, that's why you should believe right there because you can do it. You can get there. And I just want to be a part of that, man. I'm, I, I took the playoffs for granted in 2016, <laughs> man. Because I've, I've seen three years of playoffs. Like I said, the first year I remember was 2011. And I was like, so 2011 were playoffs. 2014 were playoffs. 2016 were playoffs. That's not too bad. So 2016, I can remember we were, we weren't home. We were at, I was at like a mall. And for some reason, and this is like not really taking it for granted, but I went up to watch the game. So we were in like a hotel room, but for whatever reason, like I wasn't up there watching a pregame show. I was walking around the mall, like I'll be up there. And I look back on that. I'm like, man, if the lions were in a playoff game, I'm watching that pregame show for four hours, dude. I'm on there before it even comes on. Like just that moment. It's just different when you see your team on a screen mm-hmm. and they're like, here's the playoff picture and you're on the screen. You're not like in the hunt three and seven. You're like, Oh yeah, man. If everything goes right, you know, like you're counting the right. scenarios of possibilities to get in when you're actually like in there. Oh man. Like that's something, man. I, I think it was good because I'll never like, for- <laughs> I'll never forget that. And like how fast it was like, yo, we're just not back here. Like things just crashed down fast. And then you understand what everybody has felt for a long time. Like, we're just not getting back there. So, yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy I re- it. Football's I remember crazy.
0: the buildup too. Um, and like last week when Tyler Boyd dropped the game-winning touchdown, I was like, you could see all the new, all oh. the Joe Burrow era fans come out and be like, this guy sucks. He needs to cut, get cut. This is why you're not going to be here next year. Because he's probably not. But it's because yeah. of other things, not because he's bad. I was like, for a while, this was like, the best guy on our team. Tyler Boyd was the Bengals offense for right. a minute. So
1: like, Oh yeah, people turn fast, man. Like in those big moments, people turn fast. You gotta remember yeah. where you and came from. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yep. And that's why for me, like just watching it back helps because then you could like take a step back and you're like, all right, what actually happened here? You know, because you like, you start like building up reasons of why things went down and everything just gets worse and worse. Like, you got to just like, just take a look at it, like, really think about why certain things happen. I think it helps a ton. It helps ease the pain, if anything.
0: So, there you go, Jonathan. That was a very long answer, oh, but yes. with many anecdotes was. in between. But uh, I think <laughs> we both agree just enjoy the ride and don't become a jerk when you're on top. This is true. Those, those is are true. the two, which I am definitely one of the people who's like, the Bengals are unstoppable. We will never lose. I have a video where I'm like, we will never lose again. And then we lost the very next game and I cried,
1: but ah, oh, dang. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help but get a little confident when your no. team starts winning though. You can't help it, but no. be like, man, you guys aren't even on the same level. Like, I think that's the first time I ever dropped that. I was talking to some other NFC North guys. We're doing a show and you know, like, It's not anything serious. It's all kind of like playful or whatever. But I remember just like saying that like to the vice, you know, there's levels to this. I'm like, man, I've never dropped something like that before. So like, even if you don't want to, it's kind of there. So you understand where it comes from. (laughs) It's like, I get why people do this, but at the same time, like, this ain't, this ain't me, man. But I said it, so I get it. It's different feeling when you're winning. (laughs) It's way different.
0: And the worst part was Chess was like, Josh, you're, the Bengals are still on the bottom of the AFC North. I was like, that don't matter. We just need
1: to make the playoffs <laughs> and then we'll show you all. That's it. We'll- <laughs> hey, we've already done it. We've so, already done it. Yep. There
0: um, you go. But I think that's going to be all for today. I've got a little spiel here, but if do you have anything else you wanted to say before uh, I go into that?
1: No. I mean, uh, thank you for having me. Uh appreciate you having me and uh yeah man maybe we'll do something later in the future
0: sweet thanks thanks for being on the show i mean i'm i'm honored to have you on here your channel's huge i enjoyed a lot of your videos uh definitely a ton of great analytics i'm going to link that down in the description as well so uh any lions fans can go check that out any non-lions fans who want to know more about the lions can also go check that out so you put you do great work and uh when i was looking for Alliance content creators to have this discussion with. I was like, I watched a few of your videos. I'm like, this guy, he is the one.
1: Ah, it was well, like, I appreciate Donovan that Donovan <laughs> Peoples Jones
0: himself. And then you,
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. It makes you feel good.
0: Uh, very good content. So thank you for listening to today's show. Everyone, if you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And also go hit up doses of Dion as well. Uh, no Butts About It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Buts Show. Our social media pages are No butts underscore show on Instagram and No butt Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at Bull Moose Podcast 2 It's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.